Hello, tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, longevity, and keeping us healthy and enhanced in our lives. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixir, hot cacao, matcha, and superfood blends. I believe strongly in this company. I've been taking Four Sigmatic and it has changed my life. I can't even begin to start my day without a cup of Four Sigmatic in front of me. Right before I meditate or I do anything from speaking engagements to traveling to doing healing on people or just going out in the world and sharing my immense love for this planet and for everyone on it. I feel lit times 1,000. It is literally shifting the energy in my being. I'm talking firing off those synapses, kicking my body into high gear by awakening those electrons, spinning those electrons, getting my body so on point with my focus, my creativity, and my energy. One of the products that I love the most is the Lion's Mane's Coffee. Lion's Mane promotes productivity and focus, and it was known by shamans and monks who take that into their body for meditation, focus, and clarity so they can really tune in to the energies and absorb the knowledge and information that is coming to them from the spirit world. And as you know, on Ancient Wisdom Today, we like to keep it lit all day every day. And how do we do that? By creating magic. And what is magic? Magic is turning up that energy, living our truth, honoring who we are, and doing what's right for us so that we can live a beautiful, powerful, easy, playful, fun, joyous, and just the most powerful life in this now time. So if you don't have Four Sigmatic on your shelf, in your bag, in your briefcase, on the airplane with you, right before you speak, whatever it is that you do, you have to get this. Even for your kids, for your teenagers, pop it in their, in their bag before they go to school. This is the drink that literally makes you think. It is powerful and it is enriched with so many powerful mushrooms. And these adaptogens are literally changing the lives of people. And remember, I've talked to you many times before in the past about mushrooms and the networking system of mushrooms when it gets into your body and just really taking your body to a whole new level. So if you're interested in learning more about this amazing company, because I just really want you to know, Tribe, that everything I share with you, I share with you from my heart because I believe in it and I see what it has done for me and my life and all of my friends and family. Go to foursigmatic.com backslash shaman Durek, and you will get a discount code at your checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com backslash shaman Durek for your 15% off. I love you, tribe. I love you so much. That is the reason why I choose sponsors that are in alignment and authenticity to what this tribe is about. Staying lit, staying focused, staying driven, and changing our planet.
for the good. Love you. Enjoy the share. Bye. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe of amazing leaders and powerful healers and teachers and innovators and artists and scientists and doctors and models and actors and all so many, many, many powerful people, beautiful mothers and sons and sisters and fathers and just wonderful, beautiful souls. I am so honored and so happy to be on this planet with each and every one of you. And If you look in the mirror today, when you look in the mirror, I want you to say to yourself that I'm an amazing person because I was created by love. And I just really honor that and just really honor that as I honor it for you and I honor it for myself. And it's such an amazing feeling to just know that you were created by love, made by love for the sake of love. And that is the truth. And I'm so, so happy that we get to come into ancient wisdom today and share love and wisdom, information, knowledge that lifts and shifts our souls to higher possibility so that we can thrive in a world around us that has chaos and craziness going on, but we're not affected. And so the reason why we're not affected is because we're sustaining ourselves in that field of love and sustaining ourselves in that knowledge and wisdom and learning from amazing people like I have today in studio today with me, Afemaye, who is an African priest shaman who's very powerful, who mentors me a lot in my life and my direction and gives me ability so I can make certain choices in my life to be able to govern more love to the people and also to keep myself protected, you know, because when you're out there in the world and you are going out there in the world with a message, you know, if you look at some of the great leaders who came before us, a lot of them didn't have enough protection from the people around them. And I, I, I keep a very strong protective family around me that I can pull into when I need to make sure, because when I'm going out there and I'm dealing with controversy, if I'm dealing with major issues, there's a lot of people in the world who don't necessarily agree with the things that I have to say. And that's okay because love wins at the end of the day. And the thing is though, in the process of that, I have to be strong and I have to have you know, like my, you know, my armor of love you know, presently being with me all the time so that I am able to bring forth that message with grace and beauty. And this beautiful man, this powerful soul, this intellectual stimulating brother is the one who helps me to assist me in that, in that space. So I just want to welcome you all to this amazing, beautiful human being. Thank you for being with us on today's share. Thank you. Thank you. And greetings to every and each individual who is listening to us this beautiful day yeah so before we uh um start being led by spirit this morning i want to share a little something with uh with you and everyone that will be wonderful to um to have whatever you want to share with the tribe 
That's so sacred, and we are reverently receiving it in this tribe. That is the blessing that we all need in our lives. Can you tell us about that wonderful, beautiful share that you just gave? Of course. I wanted to share that one specifically. This is a, a particular chant dedicated to the energy of Obatala. And Obatala is the god of, uh, of white cloth, uh, as said in um, West African Yoruba mythology. It's the god of peace, god of honor, god of wisdom the God of serenity, the God uh, who was entrusted by the Creator to form us, to build us, to create us from head to toe, to give us our intelligence, our wisdom, or anything that encompasses our human capacity and being was touched by the energy of Obatala, the God of White Cloth. And why that song, why that chant out of all the great, powerful deities that exist on this earth, I chose that one to to lead this beautiful scene we are in, in presence of today because if one thing the world needs is peace. Peace and love are two things that we ultimately need because in our spiritual practice, going to so many places and traveling the world and, and being in, in, in contact with so many people, the one thing that I in my journey see consistently is the failure for many people to understand that at the end of the day we are all in it together and this particular risha brings unity in knowing that there's no difference and it's an incredible not to go off subject but we live in a society where we have Black, white, skinny, uh, not so skinny, voluptuous. We have small, short, tall individuals. We have the cripple. We have all different physicalities. And people tend to, to shade the ones that doesn't look kind of being sarcastic, normal, when in reality, in the eyes of the creator, in the eyes of God, in the eyes of spirit, in the eyes of this energy of Obatala, there is no one better than anyone because he specifically created everyone differently because everyone brings some specialty, some kind of divine love, some kind of divine wisdom, some kind of divine power to the earth. And it can be transmitted to all sorts of bodies, no matter how we look, no matter how we're shaped, no matter how we're colored, no matter what kind of uh, ethnic background we have, no matter how, you know, we might look in, in certain societies, we're all the same in the eyes of Abathala, we're all the same in the eyes of the Creator. So that's why I chose that song, with the hopes that we are more unified, because that's one thing we need to do, instead of all this divisiveness that we live through 
each and every day. We're so divided. He says this, I, I said that, you know, she's better. She's just, she's not no good. And it's so com a competitive nature that when you really think about it, the society in which we live in have indoctrinated people to be competitiveness, to be competitive instead of being united. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping that I'm able to dispel this energy through all the listeners, wonderful souls that are listening to us today so that we understand in our core of our being, in the core of our heart, that we are all in it together. Yes. And, you know, I'm really grateful that you started out with Obatala because my grandmother um, represents Obatala and she was you know, Yoruban um, from, from West Africa. And that's how I became a shaman. And, you know, even though I have Shango and Yamaya, but you're always like, Elegua's coming for you. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because every time I see you and you tell me like, oh, Elegua's coming in. Yes, Shango, and you have Yamaya and they're doing their thing, but Elegua wants to work with you now. And then all of a sudden I'll be doing something and in the middle of me doing a shamanic treatment on someone, Elegua walks in the room and takes and like, is like, okay, it's time for me now. And you were, and like every time you tell me something, it's 100% right of what is, what happened, what this, what, what the ancestors, what the lineage, what our people want me to know. And it's been really, really powerful. Um, just being able to have you as someone to to keep me in my strength and to keep me in a place where when because you know a lot of times people think um i must have it all together all the time and you know <laughs> uh, you and i both go through the same thing it's it's interesting to me i did a, a post not too long ago where i make it very clear because we're healers and we have been divinely called to help others does not mean we don't have a human experience. <laughs> yes. And it does not mean that we don't go through issues and we don't have challenges and we're not making mistakes and we're not learning from those mistakes. We go through the very same things that every individual on this earth goes through with the only difference that since we have made a, a cognitive choice to be connected with spirit, we have a duty to abide by the divine nature, by the divine law, as everyone should. But everyone else that maybe they're meant to be an engineer or they're meant to be a CEO somewhere or they're meant to have another purpose in life, they take a little longer to get that message. They get a little longer. They take a little longer to, you know, decipher and get to that message that God gives us to all. But as spiritual healers, we intake so much from the world, from the universe, yes. from everyone that we come in contact with, that we have to know how to push that out of our system. Mm -hmm. And we have to develop <laughs> a way to ground ourselves. And we have to be very, we have to live in truth. Everyone should live in their truth. But as healers that we are, we have to live in our truth because we intake in a whole lot. And when we don't dish that out, it affects us negatively. Absolutely. You know? But we go through all the same, same experiences that every other human goes I'm through. so glad you're speaking on that because like a lot of times people will hold me up to these really, really strong um, ideals of what they think I should be as Shaman Dirk and or what they think a shaman should be. And I'm always about breaking the mold. Like, I don't like anyone to box me, frame me, or put me in any kind of like... No labels. Label. No labels. You know, I am, you know, what I choose to be. And what I love about what you just said, and you, you mentioned something that I want to actually draw a point to. Um, but what I love about what you said is 
Yes, because there's 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 a, a necessary component that is for human beings to be able to grasp that if they continue to keep putting people up on these pedestals of you know of holier than thou and all of these things, they're constantly degrading and lowering their own ability to see the power that lies within them. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But there's something that you said that I want to go back to, and you were saying about like the lawyers and the people who are not getting that. What do you think is the cause of that? The cause in my experience and what I've seen based on the people that I have dealt with over the years, the people that are not getting it is because, number one, they're not living their truth. Because to live your truth, you have to accept pain. People tend to run away from anything that's uncomfortable. People tend to run from everything that seems to be painful, uncomfortable, you know, is it, that's not me. And the problem with that's not me is that that is you. Whatever you tend to run away from, that's part of you. You have an energy that in some kind of way has decided to draw attention to that very same thing that you run away from. You know, that's almost like when people tell me, you know, in, in, in readings, when they come for a reading and I, you know, some things, issues come up and, well, you know, I'm not vibing with that. I don't vibe. I have an issue with that vibe thing. Mine just resonate. You know, it's like, what are you going to vibe with? The, the fact that you don't, you claim that you don't vibe with it, it means that you're vibing with it. Something <laughs> in you, something inside you is drawing from that energy, you know? So what is it that you're not vibing? What you're not vibing is that you're being called on it. What you're not vibing with is the fact that you haven't addressed it. What you're not vibing is that you don't want to hear your own truth. And that's why you want to utter that you don't vibe with it. Yes, you do vibe with it. That's why Spirit is speaking about it. Right. You know? But I also want to point out about, you know, uh, uh, this whole thing with labels, which is my, 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 one of my biggest enemies is labels. We live in a society that's all about labels. And, uh, you know, not to not to jump off course and not to talk about two things at the same time, but when it comes to labels and our spiritual work, we are no different in our, you know, journey in life. We're no different than celebrities. Why? Because celebrities go through the same thing as normal, regular people do. We healers go through the same things as regular people do, with the only difference that celebrities, you know, the, all eyes are on them, with the only difference that as healers, so many people come to us that in their flawed mentality, they feel that we can't make mistakes, uh, everything's supposed to be perfect in our life, and we have it all 150% together, and that's not true. Mm -hmm. The only difference is, is all eyes are on us. And the minute that people see us having a human experience, then they want to question that, well, aren't you a shaman? Well, aren't you a healer? Aren't you an Afro-Cuban, you know, with all these energies and all these things? Uh, um, yes, I'm human, just like you are. But I'm more in tune with my divine purpose, and I can quickly jump on what needs to be rectified, what needs to be fixed. And I don't tuck it under the bed, I don't put it in, the, in a drawer and forget about it and think that's going to get better in a year when it's actually going to get worse, like most of you people do, you know, things like that. No, it's true. And it's true because um, I always tell people, like, I celebrate my, um, my hypocrisy. So, like, for me, it's all about embodying the message and teachings that, I that I've learned, you know, 
in my childhood in becoming Shaman Jerk. But sometimes I notice that I fall out of that embodiment of it. And like you said, I don't stuff it under the bed. I pull it out. I share it. Like I was at Wonderlust uh, this past weekend and this person, um, this amazing guy asked me, you know, he said, so, you know, what is, what is the thing that Shaman Jerk's working on? And I said, I'm working on not being a hypocrite. And he's like, what? And everyone on the, the, around us, you know, who are like lead you know, speakers and everything was like listening to me. And they're like, what do you mean? And I go, well, you know, for me, I have a lot of wisdom, I have a knowledge and so forth, but there's some areas where I break the rules and I, and I go against my own stuff. And then and I challenge. catch my challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I catch myself and then I pull it back in, but I pull it back in to a degree where it doesn't happen again. It becomes a part of my embodiment and I, and I celebrate it because it's an opportunity for me to learn. And they looked at me and one person said, wow, I am shocked that you actually just are so transparent and open about that. Whereas We're a lot to. of, yeah. Everyone should be. Exactly. And a lot of people, you know, that I meet, like, you know, um, who are out there who are, you know, they're like, oh, I have like 20 books. I've, you know, I've got like, you know, I've been on TV, I've done this and that and all these different things. And literally, you know, there's no transparency with them. And I was like, how are you getting the tribe to really understand their power if you're not willing to, you know, to, to share your own pain, your own hurts and so forth. And I think it's important that, that, you, that you said that because I think that's something that we all need to really look at. Yay. But let me also make a point about that. I believe that we as healers, all human, when I say, and let me make this very clear, when I say us healers, spiritualists, you know, I'm not putting us in a box. I'm just saying that everyone should walk their own truth, regardless of who and what you are and what role you play in this world. But us as healers, we have to make sure that each and every day, we have to be truthful to ourselves, to our inner spirit. But I also want to point out the fact that not everyone is supposed to have this, I don't know how you feel about this, but not everyone based on what my, what my spirituality has taught me, not all of us are supposed to have this ugly stories of, of, of I was I was, you know, uh, abused and I was, you know, beat and I was kicked and I was, you know, uh, 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 you know, abandoned and I was all these horror stories. Not everyone is supposed to have a horror story. I agree. And because you don't have a horror story does not mean you're not important, does not mean that you're not divine or you don't have a divine purpose Mm, in life. Speak on it. Because people always want to connect more or want to validate more the people that have these Halloween stories in their lives. And please, I am not mocking anyone that have had true situations that are detrimental to their spirit. But I also am saying that those of you that don't have those kind of experiences does not make you any less important than those I do. People tend to gravitate more to the people that have had ugly histories because then they feel they have something in common to share. Absolutely. And therefore, because since I have an ugly history, in order for me to connect with you, I need you to have an ugly history too. I don't have an ugly history. I'm sorry. You know, I don't have an ugly history and I don't even have to apologize for it. But what I do need is for you to accept the fact that whether you have the ugly history or whether you had a so-called normal you know, experience, we're all the same. And we're supposed to give each other hand and hold each other's hand to be able to continue reaching up the ladder. What do I mean with reaching up the ladder? I believe that all 
our human experience is to get closer to the divine. All that we walk through, all that we experience, all that we do on this earth is to get us closer to the divine. And we have to do it together. We can't do it in separate ways, which is why I also don't believe in labels. You know, people will want to criticize you for being a shaman. People will criticize me for being an Afro-Cuban shaman. You know, people will criticize the other one, the other one. When in reality, the creator, whoever the creator is for you, created everything. And therefore, he created everything in different languages and through different paths and different avenues so that we can all find a common ground through each divine purpose. Whether you are, you know, whether you pray five times a day, whether you, you know, meditate, whether, you know, you validate Orisha, whether you are just about Jesus Christ, whether you are about Buddha, whatever it is that you are about, it's all meant for, to bring us all together, mm. not to divide us that's and right. not to point fingers. And he's right and he's wrong. And that's crazy. And they're going to those people. Going, those people that you don't want them to go, the same people that create was created by the same divine force and power that created you. Mm. So therefore, what's the division? Mm -hmm. What I don't do is, you know, push my energy, the one that the creator decided for me to walk, I don't push it on anyone, but I will gladly embrace a Christian. I will gl gladly embrace a Jehovah's Witness. I will gladly embrace a Buddhist. I will gl gladly embrace anyone regardless of what their path is. Me too. Because this is about unity. Mm -hmm. And I dream of a day, I'm not trying to be like Martin Luther King here, but I dream of a day that I can actually sit in a round table with different kinds of people from different walks of life without having to prove a point by trying to make peace and bring love to the world. If we can all agree that we are all here to bring love to the world, be about love, create love, and send love right back up to the heavens, we will all get along much better. Yeah, I call that global um, preservation. That's like uh, something I, I wrote about um, in my book that's coming out next year. It's all about how we as a society need to preserve life, but not just preserve life, but preserve culture and preserve understanding and like not look at the Christian person or the Muslim person or the Baha'i person or the person who's Hindu or the person who is, you know, um, dancing under the tree under the moonlight and honoring the pagan rites or, you know, or the person who's um, observing, you know, Shabbat. It is, it is about how do we bring the, the preservation and observation of all of our cultures and bring the wisdom and the love that comes from them and leave the other stuff that's all about condemnation and judgment and all that stuff? Fear. Fear-based stuff. Fear. Yep, fear. Fear. They want to inflict fear. Don't do this because you're going to go to hell. There is no hell. I mean, we're, we're, this is hell if you want to really think about it, you know. So therefore, <laughs> don't, don't think, I don't, I don't believe that there's a, personally, I swear, I swear I don't believe there's, that there's a hell. I believe that we, there's a yin and yang to everything, as most people hopefully agrees. And I believe that there's a yin and yang inside us. There's negative and positive. So there's godly energies inside us. And there's not so godly energies inside us as well. Because, you know, for a person that says, well, I'm a good person. I don't harm anyone. Okay. Have you ever said, this is my first question to them. Have you ever said in any way, shape or form, whether in your workplace, whether, you know, through an issue with, with your significant other or a family member, whomever, whomever has trespassed you, have you ever said, I hate, if you ever use the word, I hate Hate does not come from God. 
Hate does not come from the creator. That's right. Hate does not come from anything that's divine. So the fact that we can utter and even use that kind of word means that there's ugly in you as well because that's not godly. So this whole thing about being holy, we have the power to be divine and we have the power to be ugly. All It's all inside us. What we speak into the existence is the same thing that we get back. Absolutely. What we utter with our words, because words has power, is what we get back. And the issue that many people go through is that there's a big disconnect between people's mind, heart, and what they allow their tongue to say. There's the, these three don't connect you know, in a lot of people. The brain is not connecting with the heart, and the brain and the heart is not connecting with the mouth. And there, this causes so much craziness in people's lives that it's not even funny. Yeah, I agree. And you know what going on what you were just talking about, you know, the the understanding of how people are operating in the consciousness of like saying things out of their mouth without actually bringing it through the heart is a discourse not only just to them but also it creates such a, an alarming um experience for them to receive in return because I always say like you're either creating or destroying every time you speak and every time you do anything. But I also like when you were saying something about the idea that, you know, the person says, I'm a good person. I've never hurt anyone and so forth. And I hear that from people. And then I asked this one woman once, I said, well, then why do you keep giving, why do you keep giving your son money over and over and over and over and over because you feel, you feel guilty because of the divorce you went through. And now he doesn't have a sense of his own power, a sense of his own empowerment, a sense of his own ability to have the fire under his, um, his ass to go out there in the world and make something with himself. I said, you're enabling him. Isn't that a form of hurting him? Sure and is. she was like, Oh, I never looked at it that way. It sure is. It sure is. And I said, you see, you can, the thing is, you what you have to get out of your mind is that you're always going to hurt someone. Like, I hurt people all the time and I'm okay with it. You know, like, I, I, I go and say something out in the public and one person is like clapping for me and being like, oh my God, Jumpin' Dirk, I love you. I'm lit. I'm on the lit train. I'm drinking the lit juice. Another person's writing me an email being like, I can't stand you. I can't believe you said that. How could you say that? You're a horrible person. You're this, you're that, you're the other. And they got hurt. And, and, you know, and, you know, it was interesting because, um, one of my, uh, pub, my publicists, you know, we were at Wonderless and she said to me one night when we were back at the, at our uh, hotel, she said, you know, maybe you shouldn't put yourself above people. And I said, well, how am I putting myself above people? Oh Lord, Lord I and, thought I was the only one that got that. Jeez. You know? And I said, why? For being confident? For knowing who I am? For being clear about who I am? Is that, is that make it un people uncomfortable? She goes, wait, it looks like other people are uncomfortable when you're so like in that space. And I said, babe, first of all, you have to understand something. One, I'm doing them the greatest service by being up, showing up and being very clear about my power and who I am because it makes them where they're showing weakness in their own power. It makes them see the reflection of themselves in me and they're able to lift their power up or they're able to look at it and make corrections. But I'm not going to sit back and, 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 and walk on eggshells on planet Earth, creeping around as Shaman Durek and, you know, and act like, you know, every, everybody, I'm going to upset someone today because I'm going to say something that someone may not like or may not agree with or the word that I really don't connect with, which is may not resonate with our vibe, right? It's not, it's not in the deck of cards for me. And, and, and that's, and that's kind of how I, how I play it. And that's how I look at it. And I also say this to the tribe, this goes for all of you who are listening, right? 
You didn't come here to walk on eggshells. You came here to ruffle feathers. So let's get to ruffling. Exactly. And let me and let me say this as well. You and I both know through our journey that it's no secret that we can never satisfy everyone anyway. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. <laughs> I would love that would that that will be an unfulfilled dream that I will transition with because it will be impossible for me to really reach everyone's heart. I would love to because I know in the core of my being that that's the divine, that's the creator's purpose for us to be able to touch everyone's heart. But it is in this human experience, it's possible to do that because people are walking 24-7 with their goggles and they are unwilling to take them off. When you are unwilling to take off your goggles, you cannot walk your truth because in order for you to walk your truth, you need to take off the goggles. Which goggles? The one that you have been indoctrinated under, the one that you grew up under, the one that you, you know, uh, was, you know, your mama told you this, your granddaddy told you that, your grandmother told you this, which is why I also teach my students, my godchildren, my clients that at least I I grew up when I was a teenager with this whole idea because I I studied psychology and um, it teaches us that, you know, the heart doesn't know what it does. You know, you have to listen to your mind. Your brain is the one that that knows what what to be, you know, yada, yada, yada. And over the years, my spiritual work teaches me that not only does the heart does not know, the mind does not know either, which is why I did a class just like last week in which I entitled it the reset button because we have to hit the reset button in our own brain because the way we think that what we believe is just an accumulation of what we've been taught and what we've been exposed to. So therefore, when we don't hit the reset button to put ourselves on check to make sure that what I believe today can still stand tomorrow, then, you know, that's where the disconnect occurs between the heart and the brain. And it's okay to hit the reset button on your own mind because what your mama did maybe worked 50 years ago, but it's just not going to work today. And what you thought last year may not work for you next year, you know. So it's this whole battle between our mind and the goggles that we tend to wear and people's unwillingness to take them off. And in that process for us to be able to shed light, you have to ruffle. You have to ruffle some feathers. You have to shake that tree and shake it really hard because at the end of the day, the roots will remain. But the tree, the old leaves, the rotten apples, all that needs to fall off. And it mm. won't be it won't fall off unless you shake uh, the tree. I'm, I'm, it I'm, has to shake the tree. Take see, the, there. see the root is at the bottom. And yes. the root keeps us strong. And the Ooh. root is divine. And the root is what connects us to the higher power. Mm. But everything that stems out of the root into the trunk, into the leaves and branches, you have to shake it and you have to shake it hard because sometimes people are sitting in a marriage that yes it looks good on pictures the white picket fence and the dog and the two children because that's what your mama and your daddy wanted for you and you know people are living vicariously through you because you know your mama is telling you keep looking at the clock and say hey when the grandchildren are going to come and then you're living out what you are expected but unless you shake that tree, you won't know that maybe you're supposed to be in Egypt somewhere, you know, away from what you've been taught to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're supposed to be traveling the world. Maybe you're not even supposed to be married. How about that? Because not everyone is supposed to be married, just like not everyone is supposed to bring children into this world. So we know people are living, you know, through the goggles of what they've been taught. 
And they are unwilling to shake that tree mm -hmm. because they know that if you shake the tree, they're going to have to come face to face with a truth that they are unwilling to listen. So then when people like you and I, we stand and we do spirit's work and we signal out certain things about them, then we're wrong. How can you have said that? No, you're not. No, no, no. Check yourself. Check your truth. Because you, as far as spirit is looking at you, you're the only one that's going to bed every night with a lie in your head that you are unwilling to address. Mm -hmm. It may look good in your community. It may look good in your block, you know, but in the end of the day, you are dissatisfied and discontent mm -hmm. and you're not happy. And people sometimes are not even, they don't even have the guts to admit that they're not happy. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're not happy. You're just living through what is expected of you because it looks right. And and then and that and that also goes to the whole notion of 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 work. You know, it's like people are taught that we have to go to school, we have to graduate, we have to have a degree, we have to go, uh, you know, go to a job, do the four hundred one k, and all this and all that. And you know, when I used to be in nine nine to five jobs. Because I was in the legal field for a long time, was a paralegal for a long time. Worked the public defender's office, worked the state attorney's office. I mean, I, I did all that. You cannot imagine how many, you know, metaphorically speaking, how many ugly people. I'm not talking about anybody's physical nature. I'm talking about their spirit. How many ugly people I came across because it was just, just so unhappy. They had not done the work to discover their true self. They had not done the work to see what is it the spirit really wants them to do, what they were actually called to do. They fell into a system that indoctrinated them into being what it was expected of them, which is why we go to places, you know, and instead of saying good morning or good afternoon, how may I have you? What? It's like, it's like really? I mean, it's like, what's going on here? And it's people that have lost their spirit. Mm -hmm. I call it people that have lost their spirit. They have, they have, you know, they have invested so much into the do's and don'ts, into the rules and regulations and laws that they have lost their spirit. When you lose your spirit, you're disconnected. You're just, you know, walking, but you're a zombie. I call it losing your litness. And that's the society that we live in. And, and we shake people back into consciousness, back into reality. Sometimes I use the word, but I don't really uh, like to use it when I'm, when I'm conscious about it, about mindfulness. And, 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 and uh, because mind, you can be so, you, the term mindfulness, you have to be full. It's impossible to be full because our brain will collapse. What I do definitely accept more is the, the, about being aware. You have to be aware. Mm -hmm. Our awareness has to grow. Our awareness of ourselves, our awareness of the life we're living currently, our awareness of what our spirit needs, our awareness of what we're supposed to do for our internal growth. Because if we don't grow internally, everything else that we do outwardly is just discombobulated. Mm -hmm. People like to work on the outside. And leave, and leave the inside alone. It's the other way around. You have to work in the inside because everything comes from the inside. What we do, what we manifest, what we connect, everything comes from the inside. So the work has to be done in the inside. But what happens, again, not to be repetitive, the work is not willing to be done in the inside because then it will go against what you've been taught. 
It will go against what mama told you, what granny told you, and you don't want to, you know, uh, uh, let them down. And sometimes when you don't want to let your mama and your daddy and your grandparent down, you're letting your spirit down. And that's the whole, you're either breaking or you're either creating. That's your whole, your whole concept of making and creating. When you are unwilling to, you know, do you how spirit wants you to do, then you're breaking that divine purpose that you were born with. People don't even know that we chose our path before we were even born. We, yeah. think, we, we think we make decisions. This decision was, was already decided on when we were already coming through, when we were conceived. Before we were even conceived, this decision was already made. We chose to be here. Mm-hmm. It was our decision to come here. But the human experience is what determines how you live while you're here. And many people are are dissatisfying their inner spirit, which is my concept also of why a lot of people commit suicide. A lot of people commit suicide because they're totally disconnected from their spirit. And their spirit sometimes says, this is not why I wanted to come to this earth for. You're putting me through a struggle. You're putting me through some pain. You're putting me through some things that I did not choose this. Your goggles is making me go through this, and I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. So people commit suicide when their inner spirit detaches from them. It detaches from them. When you're you're detached from your inner spirit, you're in limbo. And when you're in limbo, you don't know how to, you know, reason. When you don't know how to reason, you can't make decisions. And when you can't make decisions, you're just lost. Which people, that's why people commit crazy things that too many is like, I can't believe he or she did that. Well, yeah, their spirit just left, decided, hey, I I just can't do this with you. You want to go down that route? You know, that's you, but that's not how, that's not what I chose. When we made the agreement, it was an agreement. That's right. When we made the agreement to come into this world. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I died... And, um, and I was, um, on the other side, they told, they showed me that they showed me the quantum agreements that we made and what the spirit's path is. And then all of the different things that we get to choose. And, you know, what was interesting is that when I went on dialysis, um, after I came back from dying and I was on dialysis for 10 years, a lot of people would ask me, why do you go to the hospital early and talk to the doctors and talk to each patient and like ask them about their diet and their meditation and, you know, and all these things. And I even brought like bingo into the dialysis center to, you know, to liven people's spirits up. And people are like, I'm surprised you're not complaining and the pain that you go through in the nights and the sweats and the throwing up and all the things that you go through. And you do this three times a week and you're seeing people and you're still talking out in public. I said, you know, I chose this and I'm embracing it through its trimester. I'm embracing it through its trimester. I'm not always going to be on dialysis, but for the time that I am, I'm going to embrace it with full heart and full soul. And I'm going to learn what this energy is. I'm going to learn what it feels like, what's happening to my body, the emotions, everything. I'm going to embrace it in in whole. And one of my girlfriends said to me, um, she said, you know, the whole time you were in dialysis, she goes, I, you know, the whole time, the whole 10 years, she goes, you never complained once. And the reason why is because I look at everything with like, like I'm embracing this experience because this experience, no matter how uncomfortable or how painful it may be, is going to give me this amazing diamond, this amazing ruby, this amazing gem, this amazing gift, which to give back to the people. 
And so for me, it's like, if my, this, I know that this flesh body is just temporal. I know that it has, uh, you know, um, you know, microbes and, um, certain types of bacteria and fungi that are running the show in this body. And I know they will die and return back to nature, but my spirit is eternal. And so my spirit is the one that makes the decision. So when people will say to me, like, I can't believe you're going to Israel in the middle of a war in the early nineties and bombs are going off like every other hour between two hours, between a day, another bomb would happen and you would get on a bus. You know, my favorite bus was always taking the bus up and down the beach trip in Tel Aviv. And you wouldn't know if a bomber was going to come on your bus. And I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to live like that. I'm going to live like if I have, to, if I'm going to blow up, that's fine because I'm a spirit. I'm going to continue on. This is just my corporal body. Like I'm not attached to, you know, letting my body make decisions for me about what I can do because of fear that I'm going to die. I have to live my life, you know? And that's why I don't put rules on myself. A lot of times people will say like, oh, I would never do that. Or I would never, uh, you know, um, experience that. Or I would never do that. And I'm like, why? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, why wouldn't you? If you've never done it, why wouldn't you do it? Just for the sake of, of experiencing things. To me, it's about experience. I can get up right now and jump, do jumping jacks. I can get up right now and go in the house and get paints and start painting. I can call up someone and, and have an amazing make love session. I can go and sing in the street and walk down the street singing songs. I can do anything. I can go eat. I can go sleep. I can go watch TV. I can go and talk to people and do healings on people. It's my choice. And that's what I love about life is these amazing choices. That's the key right there. Choices. People have been stricken of their choices and they've been taught that they don't have a right to make a choice and that the choices that they make need to be in accordance to what is expected or what people think or what your boss thinks or what your controlling husband wants for you when in reality you are a solo energy that can make decisions any time that you choose to the problem with making choices is again the key here is that sometimes the choices that you and I and any human being need to make will make someone else uncomfortable. <laughs> and the fact that we have to make someone else uncomfortable to fulfill our purpose, many people choose not to make the choices. That's the choice. The no choice is a bad choice. And that no choice, choice is the one that keeps people in a mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic, and even physical prison. Because what happens is what you don't let out then gets manifested through your body, which is why there's so many physical ailments and sickness, which is created first in the spirit. People do not know that um, sickness is first created in the spirit. When you are unwilling to deal with things, it has to come out somehow. That's where fibromyalgia comes, heart disease and many diabetes and many other different you know issues that people go through is specifically because they have not confronted their truth and living through other people's goggles yes exactly i agree 100% and i also i also you know want to um kind of switch gears here. I want to go into, because I really feel like there's a lot of misconceptions that people have, you know, because when I tell people about my, my heritage, my roots in Yoruba and in West Africa, and, you know, a lot of times people will think, and like even the fact that my grandmother ended up, you know, my great-great-grandmother ended up escaping 
not great, great, my great grandmother ended up escaping um, slaverism, but um, being put into the slave Dutch slave camps in Ghana, whereas my other family members got put into slave camps. She ended up escaping to um, to Haiti and she became a spiritualist. And um, a lot of times people, when they think of voodoo, you know, they think, oh, someone's putting a curse on me or, you know, all these type of things. So, you know, since I have you here, <laughs> I really want to educate the tribe. And there's some people in the tribe already have this knowledge, but then there's people in the tribe who don't, right? And to really help them understand, because a lot of times people think shamanism only comes from, you know, Peru or Mexico, you know, but they don't understand that the first shaman in the world was an African black woman and it, you know, and it spread out. And I really want to just get your take on it so people can understand that voodoo is not black magic and that the, these conceptions and where they came from and what they're about. So I will speak about Palomoyombe, which is very similar to voodoo because um, voodoo is not my area of expertise, but Palomoyombe, which is very uh, similar, is um, I was ordained into Palomoyombe as a child. And just as yourself, that's, we have, that's why we love each other. We have a lot of things in common. <laughs> my great-grandmother was an African slave that was taken to Cuba, my father's grandmother, uh, who was actually a queen in Africa, and she was an African slave in Cuba. And a very knowledgeable, you know, of the West African traditions. So, you know, my spirituality that I practice is Palomayombe, which is one part Orisha tradition, which is originally Yoruba, which got, you know, diluted into call, being called Santeria, which I do not like that Me term. I either. I do not like that term. And I won't refer myself as a Santero. I don't do that, you know. And why? Uh, and, and that's the thing. Why? You know, because I get the same thing. Because I come from a, a family, a tribal family from the Yoruba and from Umbutu. And I get this, um, people immediately go, oh, so you do, you do Santeria? And I'm like, no, I'm not, I don't do any of that. I honor the African roots that my grandmother and my family instilled in me from West Africa. And I bring the knowledge and teachings and I use my powers um, for the benefit of humanity. But people have these, yeah, yeah please speak on it. I'm going to just step back so um, I can just be in church right now. It all comes through, if anyone has done any studies, it all comes through slavery. Because at least in Cuba, um, the Africans were only allowed to or to adore their Orishas through the love of Catholicism. They, they were obligated, you know, to adore the Af the Catholic saints if they wanted to have some kind of connection with their actual roots. So they uh, uh, made a connection between the Catholic saints and the divinities. Like Shango became Saint Santa Barbara, Oshun became uh, a virgin of charity, La Caridad del Cobre, you know, Yemaya became La Virgen de Regla, a virgin of rule, Batala became La Virgen de las Mercedes, or La Lady of, of, of Mercy, you know, and those were the only way that they were able to still kind of sort of hold on to their roots. And of course, since the Catholic saints are Santos, that's right. That term then became Santeros. The African became Santeros, you know, but that only came through slavery. But it's not, that's not what we practice. We practice Yoruba. That's right. We practice Lukumi. That's right. Okay, that's that what we practice. And 
you know, more than that, you know, the spirituality I also practice, which is my one of my main uh, uh, spiritual practices is, is seance. You know, I connect with spirits as a medium, you know, because I am a medium, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritualist. Yes, you, you know, are. I am a spiritist, you know, which is also, I follow a lot the doctrine of Alan Kardec, which is a, a, a French uh, spiritualist that codified the Kardecist um, um, spiritism which is why the word, where the term comes from. And we are no different than clairvoyance. And we're no different than, you know, being able to sit down and be able to see what's going on in your body. Right. And when you really think about Palomayomi, to go back to your original question, I tend to do that a lot. I go all over the place. That's great. I love um, it. I love randoms. Is because a palero, a tata, which is what it means to be a, 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 um, a worker of magic, is someone no different than an alchemist when you really think about it. It's alchemy. Because to be a, a, a tata, to be a shaman, we have to not just know, you know, uh, the functionalities of the body. That's right. We have to know what plants and what trees does what. That's right. What are they for? We have to know when to come to these trees. Some trees, you can't even bother them in the daytime. Yep, Some trees, not you can't all. bother them in the nighttime. Sometimes you have to wait until the sun is going up to come and speak because trees are life. That's plants right. Plants is life. So basically, to answer your question in a nutshell, what is the practice of Palo Mayombe? What is the true essence of the practice of voodoo, even though I'm not into voodoo? I'm not into you know, voodoo either. But what is the practice of all these West African traditions is the, it's the culmination of being able to connect nature. It's nature. You have to study nature. You have to know what nature is. You have to be able to look at the sun and look at the moon and be able to tell what time it is without picking up your watch. You have to be able to tell, look at a person and see where's the dysfunction. Is it in their body? Is it in their brain? Is it in the heart? Is it in the abdomen area? Is it in your legs? That's what we as shamans, as healers, as spiritists, as a tata from the Palomayombe tradition. That's right. And I can probably get a lot of people that do practice traditional voodoo, not modern voodoo, traditional voodoo would probably agree with what I'm saying as well, you know, because it's all the same at the end of the day. But what happens, media has, you know, done a great job in being able to label these West African practices as, you know, satanic things and ugly and, and, and you know, human sacrifice and things of that nature. And, you know, it's People are misled and have no true knowledge of what this Af these all these African practices are. Everything came from Africa, whether people like it or not. You know, that's the motherland exactly. of everything. Exactly. Everything came from there. So why is it? That's why I, again, I don't like arguing. I don't like arguments. I don't like bickering. I don't like anything that's 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 about anger. I just don't like it. Well, it's unnecessary. You know, it's unnecessary and it's, it's a waste of our energy and yes. time. Yes. But when when a Christian individual comes and 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 tries to 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 put down spiritual healers and, and all, all that encompasses spirituality on this level. Um, and I'm not speaking about new age spirituality. I'm talking about spirituality that is common in the, you know, in the islands in West Africa and so on. You know, all, all them witch people. Well, you know, 
I don't know. I've been to Christian church. I go to everywhere. I'm I'm like you. I embrace everything. everything. I know what my path and walk of life is, but I embrace all practices. Me too. And we can sit here. We can talk about some Bible verses. That's right. And we can sit here and talk about the Quran. That's right. And we can sit here and talk about the Kabbalah. And we can sit here and talk about different practices because at the end of the day, it all comes from the divine, from the creator. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I don't get tired of talking to people about. So... Well, you go into a Christian church. But you know, most people don't know that about shamans. They don't know. They think shamans are just dolling out plant medicines. They don't realize yeah, that we are actually yeah. historians. We we're, have uh, to be. We're, we're anthropologists. We're sociologists. We understand anatomy, physiology, psychology, and we study religions, belief systems, structures, understanding of human dialogue, because it's all encompassing to how do we preserve life and sustain life in a, a way that supports all people, not just the one. Yes. And please don't ask me, and obviously I'm not talking to my beloved brother here, don't ask me what school did I go to? Because you know what's my school? <laughs> Spirituality is my school. <laughs> Spirit is my school. Divine energy is my school. Mm -hmm. And even though, yes, I did go to school in this country, you know, for however long I was supposed to be there until I figured out I wasn't supposed to be there anymore. You know, a lot of our knowledge comes divine from spirit. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're saying this. It comes divine from spirit. I do not need to go to theology school to know about Bible and stuff like that. You know, spirit gives it to me. I do not need to go to medical school to be able to, be able to touch a person and heal them. Because if we are actually going to embrace the fact that we are healers and that we have been given a divine purpose by the creator to heal, it means that God is in us and God has given us the power through him, whoever God is to you, because I'm not limiting, limiting the word God to one particular dogma, but I am saying that if God deposited in you the ability to heal, you can touch somebody and heal them. You can heal somebody being miles away, no matter where they're at. Yeah, you but know? they have to be open to it. Too. They have to be open, of And course. that's the thing, because I'll get people who come in who, you know, can't walk or different things like that. And where someone will come in with cancer, one woman I worked with, you know, she came in and I worked with her and she went to the doctor and she was like, the, can the doctor's like, I don't see the cancer. Not saying that I healed the cancer, but I'm saying she healed it, but I was there to, to, to bring that, that bridge for her to connect to that type of power. You know, and what I think people get caught up in is they think, oh, come and heal me, come and heal me. I'm like, look, I can only bring the power to you. But if you don't accept the power because you've got belief systems, you've got fears, or you have a belief that says, is this going to work? You've already canceled out all of chances of me being able to support you. And, and you know, the other thing that you said, which I thought was really important and valuable, is the understanding of exactly it's like the way i look at it is is that you know we are doing what we're doing and when people come in and try to make comments about it i'm like you don't see me going into a surgeon's office and telling him how to do brain surgery stay your lane if you want to learn then you have reverence and you come to you come with to us and you say i want to learn of these things and i was just at an event in um at the wonderlust and this guy came up to me and he told me he was studying with some shamans in, I think it was Peru, I think he said. And I said, okay. And he goes, I'm getting my instruction from them. I said, okay, get a tiny bit of instruction from them and then get your instruction from spirit. 
I said, you need to make a request to spirit that this is what you're devotionally aligning to and you have to show reverence and devotion. I said, and then spirit will decide if you're really ready on in yourself to listen. Because the, I think the biggest thing is that people don't want to listen. They don't want to listen. They don't want to listen. They get so desperate in wanting to have, for lack of better words, the power that they don't become the vessel. We are the vessel. That's what really we are. We are the vessel. We are the vessel that spirit, you know, takes possession of to be able to perform its magic, you know. And and magic is another word that, that, that's been unstigmatized, you know. No. The word magic, people, when they hear magic, they equate it to evil. They equate it to black. They equate it to everything that's dark and ungodly. When, what is God? If you believe in Jesus, what is Jesus? Mm -hmm. If it wasn't a magician. That's right. Jesus was one of the greatest. Because let me tell you, if anybody comes to me and I'm blind and touches me or spits in my eyes like Jesus did, and all of a sudden I can see, what in the world is that? He wasn't in an OR, OR room. What was it? It's magic. You know, so, you know, and I forgot to make a point earlier. I know, and, and, and we're going to go back to, to this more, much more interesting topic we're talking about right now. You know, look at when you go to a Christian church, which I go to at times, believe it or not, um, and you see the individuals, you know, what they call the Holy Ghost, and you see them, you know, jumping, and you see them speaking in tongues. What is that? Exactly. <laughs> what is that? Unless you, you know, if not other than... You're being possessed. <laughs> You're being possessed by spirit. The only difference is that in my tradition, in my spiritual practice, when you actually do get possessed by spirit, spirit does come and takes power over your body and spirit speaks through exactly. you. Exactly. And, 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 and uses your human voice to speak and deliver its message. That's right. And in the Christian church, they don't speak. They just talk and speak in tons. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Why? Because in Cuba, at least, I can only speak about Cuba, Africans were obligated to adore Catholic saints, but they still held on to their religious practices, and that's why they were turned santeros. And here in America, they were turned into Christians. They had to turn into Bible. And the only way they can keep closest to the tradition, to the actual root of where they actually came from, is through the Holy Ghost. Ghost catching the Holy the Ghost. The Holy Ghost, you know. Yes, yes. But that catching of the Holy Ghost is no different than me taking you right now to Santo Domingo, you know, Dominican Republic, to one of the, you know, ceremonies that goes on down there, you know, that they also have another practice called, you know, 21 Divisions, La 21 Divisiones, or Palo, which is different than Palo Mayombe in Cuba. Or we can go to Haiti and see how and people get possessed. It's the same, same thing. thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And the ability to be able to read a Bible verse and, you know, put that Bible verse on that person and be able to cure that person or help that person get cured. That is magic, my exactly. friends. That is magic. You want to talk about black magic? How about people that I know personally that are, you know, extremely versed in the Bible, they know the Bible from page one to the last page and they can recite it and then they'll take a Bible and they know which verse to read when someone gets on their nerve, you know, and they know which verse to read to make that person, you know, uh, get out of their way. Yep, I have that. To be left alone. Yeah, I clear my space. 
to clear the space My or, 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 off of it. Or, or to rebuke, you know, a, a negative evil, you know, uh, mm -hmm. um, lower level vibrational spirit. If I see it in a person. That's magic. I, yep. I cast, the the I cast a field of energy and it turns them the other way. Just because she decides, not, I shouldn't say decide, just because she has been called to be able to work her magic through the Bible. It's no difference than I've been able to work my magic through my Orisha tradition or grabbing an egg and cleansing someone with it mm -hmm. or grabbing, you know, a tree that decides to be used for it, That's you right. know, to cleanse somebody or to do a prayer and lay hands, laying hands. Wait. Wait a minute. Oh, did I just say lay hands? Wait, Christians lay hands. That's the, that's the actual, the terms that you hear in, in church. But we lay hands too. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, and you know, and let me add to that. Please. The whole understanding of black magic actually derives from the understanding of how people saw in Africa people using these abilities and the very uh, religious people in England and so forth said, oh, that's, that's black magic. And that's where the term black magic, it belonged to anything that a black person would use that they can't understand was called black magic. And I find it funny because I meet all these, I meet people who are witches, you know, and they'll say things like, I'm a white witch. I'm like, what, what does that mean? What, is, what, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm like, I don't know what that means. Does that mean you're like safe? Does that mean that you like, it's like, it's almost like there's like, uh, uh, they say it. And I, I remember I was at this, um, this place we're gonna in Oregon. Are going to get somebody to say they have, they do brown magic? I don't know. Yeah. She's like, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white witch. I do white magic. I'm like, okay, well, guess what, hun? I was like, and, and people were so offended by me saying this, but I was like, babe, let me explain something to you. Magic is magic. Now. Whoever's coming through that, whoever that magic is coming through, you know, that's how, if they're coming from a place of love and they're coming from a place of like generosity and kindness and wanting to lift and shift people and really bring nurturing into the lives of people, then, you know, that's where the magic's coming from. But just because you call yourself a white witch doesn't, you, if you think that makes people take you as a safety, like you're safer because you're a white witch, you're a witch. Let's just call it what it is. It's too much. It's too much. And I see people who are like, they'll get into like, okay, it's okay for me to do healing because I'm doing Reiki. I will respect. I don't want to go there. I do not want to offend anyone. I have a lot of friends that, that do Reiki. But anything that you lay your hands on is magic. Exactly. No matter what kind of label you want to put it. You know what? My opinion, I am not a Reiki practitioner. Let me start by there. And I don't, I, that's not my calling. You could be if you wanted to download it. And, you know, but let me tell you something. That's just a label so that it could be more accepted in the eyes of people that tend to look at stuff, magic, and equate it to black, dark, evil, yep. and all that stuff. You're manipulating Reiki me. Reiki is magic. I don't care if you call it Reiki or Reika or Reikuku. It's magic, no matter how you put it. Thank you. Anything that you use your body for to put hands is magic. Anything that spirit is moving through you is, is magic. magic. And it's funny because I, I, I was um, at the Wonderlust and a friend of mine, who's a, he's an amazing guy. Um, won't say his name because he's a, he's a public figure. But, you know, he's, I did some work on him. And he, you know, he grew up in a very religious family and everything like that. 
And at the end of the thing, you know, he went in it with this idea that it wasn't going to work and whatever. And so I called on the, you know, the, um, the Orishas, I called on the African ancestors, my grandmother, my grandfather, my uncle, my auntie, all of them. And I said, take the root from Africa in the root of an Africa and put it in his navel and cover his body with African soil. And all of a sudden he started shaking. And he went through this whole thing. And at the end, he was like going around Wonderlust telling everybody, oh my God, Shaman Durek has real powers and da-da-da-da. And he's like, oh my God, this is crazy and da-da-da-da. And then later on in the day, he goes, just promise me you'll never do black magic on me. And I was like, okay. I wish there was a camera on me right now so people could see my face. I I don't don't get that. Because he saw powers that was undefined by his knowledge and his understanding. And so he, immediately he think people always go to this no, place. No, I, I would have said, wait, wait, repeat that again. You you don't want me to perform what black? Oh, you don't want the magic to come from a black person? Is that what you're saying? Because that's the only thing that would make sense in my brain. Because other than that, what are you calling? What are you referring to as black magic? Yeah, he's like, don't put any curses or anything on me or whatever. And I just like looked at him and I said, you know... <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I just you know I smile and I laugh because sometimes I feel like I'm like you know I just have to realize where they're at and wh- where he's at in his evolution and love him unconditionally from where he's at and I said don't worry that's not how I operate I operate from a pure place of love and he was like, okay thank you you know and what was interesting about it was that you know the the consciousness of of that and the reason why I bring that up is because when I talk to the spirit world all of the different spirits and all the different beings that are out there are like, we want to give more to humanity. But the thing is, they can't just come here and deliver it themselves. They have to deliver it through us. But because we are like, kind of like the, you know, the bridge for them, or not say kind of, we are the bridge for them. The interesting thing is the moment we demonstrate magic, the moment someone goes to think, well, if they have that kind of power to help me and they have that kind of power. Because I worked with a family once in Turkey whose son was um had uh really bad health problems and i went in that family and i worked on the son and he got better and it was a really bad situation um you know what was what he was going through and everything and the family um you know was really grateful and, and and thankful and then after said to me um promise you won't use your powers to hurt us and then same thing happened too. I had another, I was, I was in Turkey. I had this, um, this guy who was managing me um, and he asked me to move into his place and I moved in and when I, he was shaving and I went to the bathroom and I looked at him and I said, oh, by the way, there's a message from your grandmother. And he goes, who? I said, your grandmother, the one who's in the coma in the hospital, she has a message for you. She said, tell your, your mom and, her, um, and your, your uncle to stop fighting. It's not necessary for them to fight over who's going to get what and all this kind of stuff. Just, she said, just, it's, it's enough, you know? And he, he looked at me, he's like, how did you know she was in a coma? I said, cause she's sitting here right now talking to me. And he goes, what? So he leaves. And that this is a time when we didn't have, um, we had, uh, what is it called? The modem computers where mm-hmm. you had to go through that whole process. The like, yeah, The AOLs. The dial-up. The dial-ups. So he goes to the hospital, told his whole family. I was on the computer on AOL, checking some messages. And he trying to call me the whole time. Finally, the family comes over and they're asking me questions like, how did you know, you know, his mom was like, how did you know my mother was in the hospital? I said, she came to me and she goes, well, this, is there anything else she wants to say? I said, yeah, there's a lot of things she wants to say. And I told her. And then one day I was out walking his chow chow dog and I saw this dead cat and I looked at the cat and I saw a tree and the tree spoke to me and said, um, she's sending you a message. Listen. And I heard her say, tell my family to be at the hospital at one o'clock because I'm going to leave. 
So I saw a a car go by and it had the number one on it. So I ran back to the house and I said, you need to call your family. You need to go to the hospital. You need to um, go be there for your, your grandmother. She's leaving. She's coming out of her coma, but she's going to leave. She's made a decision to go to the other side. She's not going to stay here on earth. And he goes, well, what if I call my family and it doesn't happen? I said, well, that's your choice. Either listen to my message or not. So he goes with the family and has saying, she comes out of her coma, everything like I said. She says goodbye to them. Um, they said, can you meet us at the hospital? So I said, yes. So I came to the hospital. The grandma, she asked, the woman asked her mom in Turkish, you know, uh, do you know this man? And she, and she smiled and shook her head, yes. And then I left. And then the you know, family had their goodbyes, whatever. After that whole situation, he comes home and tells me to get out. Mm -hmm. I knew you were going to say that. He kicks me on the street. I had no money. I had no way to, because he asked, he, you know, I had just moved from Israel and he told me to come stay in his place and he was going to help me get myself situated with the Turkish culture and everything and everything. And when he, he told his parents, told him to kick me out of the house because he thought I was evil because if I have that kind of power, then what else could I do? And his family's Turkish and Jewish. So um, he threw me out on the street. I had nowhere to go. So I called my friend in Paris. She sent money. The money was taken by someone. She sent it in an envelope, which made no sense. And then they took the money. And then she sent, and then she sent it again. She called a hotel and then gave them their information, whatever. And I stayed in a hotel. And then the family had like told him to not talk to me and nothing. And then like later on, I get an apartment. I situate myself in Turkey. I finally have, my, I'm making money. I start a women's group that helps women, Jewish and, um, and Muslim women work their issues out. And we're meeting at different women's houses. And all of a sudden I get a phone call one day and it's the daughter of his sister. And she's like, we can't find my grandmother's jewelry. We can't find it. We need your help. And I was like, um, okay, well, I can't believe you're even calling me. They're like, yeah, but we really need your help. We need your help. And I was like, okay, fine. I said, the jewelry, um, I go, there's a dresser in the, uh, there's a room near a kitchen. She said, yes. I said, there's a dresser there. And if you pull the drawer out, the jewelry fell underneath. And so it's stuck underneath the two. So if you pull drawers, the drawers out, you won't see the jewelry in there because it fell out underneath. You got to pull both drawers out and you'll find the jewelry. So they go in the room and they're like, oh my God, we found it. And then they hung up the phone. And I was like, wow. It was a good lesson for me. It was a good lesson for me. And what I've learned about people, and this is why I'm telling you the story, what I learned about people, because I had another situation where a woman invited me to her home and I saw her relationship, her children were unhappy and whatever. And I'm such a vocal person. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, must be a Let, goal thing. It's very... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, you know your children are unhappy, right? And this man that you're dating is using you for money. He's not really in love with you. So we should figure this out so that everyone can get harmony back in the home so great things happen. This woman threw me out, yelled at me, told everyone in Turkey and Izmir that I was this horrible person, evil person, all because of the fact that I was being honest. And that's why I don't stay at people's homes anymore. Because as soon as I go in the home, because of my Shango, oh, yeah. I can't shut my mouth. Oh, yeah. I bring fire where I go. I bring fire. I keep it lit. I bring fire lit. where I go. So, you know, I'm used to it. And it ha it's ha well, I can write a book. Because, you know, in, in uh, my spiritual practice, we do what's called seances. Mm -hmm. And in seance, a seance is nothing less and nothing more than a healing, you know, with the only difference that we you know we, we do some prayers to invoke the ancestors and our spirit guides and guardian angels and things of that nature and then open up to see the messages that come through from spirit. You cannot believe over the years, hundreds of homes that I've been to to do seance because I've been doing them since I was 15 years old and I'm 
well, I'm only 21 now, but um, since I was 15 years old and so many years going through so many different houses, the Spirit has been able to tell people, you know, this relationship is not going to work. I remember specifically a sounds that I went to do at a house. I have a children that could testify to this. And there was the, the husband, the wife, two daughters, um, and uh, an older lady who was the mother of the wife. And I opened up the sounds and we did the prayers and, and what have you. And then, you know, messages started coming through. And then one of the two girls that was sitting to my left, um, she was, you know, looked timid it looked you know she was looked distant and spirit had already given me a vision which i would have wished i would have never seen but i saw it so i i start to speak to the young lady you know trying to ask her you know certain questions and not really questions because i'm more of a of a teller not a, an asker you know so i was basically telling her you know that she needs to open up and she needs to be she needs to talk to her mom about things that she's been holding on to and she hasn't shared with anybody and she just kept looking down. She wouldn't look at me. The man, her husband, which is her stepfather, you know, because it wasn't her daughter, um, tries to shut that down. Like, you know, that's not what we brought you here for. We brought you here <laughs> oh because we want, you know, to know about other things, but that's not, you know, you know, she's all right. She's all right. Me being who I am, because no one can shut me down. Never. I'm like, no, I will say what my spirit wants me to say. You be quiet. And then I got more aggressive. Then I turned back to the young lady. And I was like, at this moment, I was already really in the energy of spirit. You can imagine mm, how, how I was expressing myself running at, through that, your veins. at that moment. I'm like, at this moment, you have to tell your mom what has been going on under the roof of her house. Tell this woman what was pointing to her mom. Tell your mom. And her mom was like, but what the heck is going on? But what, but what are you seeing? But what is it? You need to tell your mother that this man has been abusing you. Mm -hmm. And girl just started pouring, crying, just crying, severely crying. And the woman couldn't believe it. She's like, she was, she was, she was grabbing her. And she was like, is this true? Is this true? Is this true? Tell me I'm your mother. Is this true? And the, and the girl says, yes. And she started crying and, you know, and crying more profusely. You can imagine how that ended. Oh, yeah, of course. You can imagine the, how that ended. Yeah. So it, 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 That's it, why I said don't invite us into your homes yeah. if you're not What's ready. What's the purpose of this message? The purpose of this message is to say that wherever spirit goes, spirit will always speak truth. And, you know, it is impossible to be able to be everyone's golden coin where someone's truth will be someone else's demise, mm -hmm. will be someone else's, you know, like oh, the whole charade coming up to, in, to the open. So that's an inconvenience to the so-called fake peace that certain people think that they have in their home. And some people sadly said, too, to add to that, because I've seen that in my experience, I'm sure you have, too. Mm -hmm. Some people don't want to know the truth. Mm -hmm. Some people rather not know mm -hmm. the truth. They'd rather be blind. Because they will destroy their, their you know, glass house. Yeah, that's right. You know? I call it burn down the house. You gotta yeah. burn down that house. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I just had a situation like that in Mallorca. I was in Mallorca recently and I was staying with one of my very good friends. She's a very powerful, powerful healer. Beautiful woman. Goddess. Super intelligent. Smart. Just amazing, amazing friend of mine. And literally went in her house and I was staying and she was, and it was her boyfriend's house and she invited us in and I was going to go, because I was going to do my talk um, with Guru Jagat about mental health. And uh, so I thought I would stay with her first and then we'd go do, and then after go do that whole thing. And the moment I walked in her house, 
I unraveled every single lie that was in that house and took the house down to the point where her boyfriend literally took me on the sofa in the morning and was like, you got to get out of here now. You got to get out of this house. But what it did was it prompted her to look at her truth and realize that she was in an abusive situation. Of course. And that she needed to get out of that abuse. And because of that, she's now been going, she went to Bali to live her truth and to really find her, her, her true mate that's supposed to be with her. Not to find, but to step into that place exactly. of, of that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's I, you know, I get people sending me messages all the time on Instagram being like, you know, if you're ever in our town, you're always welcome to stay in our house. And I'm like, I giggle when I read those I, I messages because I'm like, nope. you don't want me nope. in your house. I don't stay in people's houses. I'm like, I know. can't. I can't do it. No, because I can't go to your house and be part of your charade. You know, I can go. I cannot go to your house when I know that certain truth are going to make you so uncomfortable that now I'm going to be in in the middle of nowhere, like it's happened. You know, and it's and it has happened actually before. But people, if you're not willing to listen to the truth, you know, leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's going to catch up to you anyway. That's the other part. It's going to catch up to you anyway. But if you don't want to hear it right now, leave it alone because you are unwilling to ruffle the tree and the tree needs to be ruffled. Mm -hmm. It needs to be shaken to the root. To the root. It needs to be shaken to the root. To the root. As I said, don't let us come into your home because we'll burn your house down and help you build. You have to build a new one because it's true. And literally, my niece is so funny. She's like, no more staying at people's homes because every time we get invited to someone's home, it just all of it. We get kicked out. It gets unraveled. And I tell people, if you want me in your home, just know, are you ready to deal with whatever is going to come out? Because it will come out. Because my ancestors are, my grandmother doesn't play. My grandmother will be sitting up and talking to me and being like, boy, Mm -hmm. you need to tell the girl right here, this is the situation going on. Mm -hmm. And literally, I'll hear my grandmother speak to me and I'll be like, you know, um, you're blocking money in your house. You're blocking this. You're being abusive to your children. Though your daughter is suffering depression and she's not even letting you know because of the way you talk to her. And these people that are like, who are you to tell me about my kids? And so forth. I'm like, well, who are you to invite me in your home knowing I'm a shaman? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Better, yeah. Get it, you better recognize. You cannot shut spirit. You can't shut spirit. And people do not want to validate the power of spirit. And the thing that also frustrates me as well, um, to touch on this very, very, very briefly, is people in this day and age have gotten to a point where they think that spirit is their puppet. And they think that spirit, you know, is their personal, you know, uh, uh, chef or their personal, you know, busboy or whatever the heck you call it, you know. And it's, it's like, hello, are you really... It's like spirit does not have to do what you want. Not on, <laughs> not on those terms. Spirit will do what you direct them to if it's if it's in good nature. But spirit is not your slave, Mm-mm. you know. So all this entitlement and power that you want to have over spirit, like spirit is, needs to serve you, that's where where people are wrong mm-hmm. with the way they are directing themselves towards spirit. You know, to relationship. That, that's not how it goes. It needs to be a symbiotic relationship. We need of spirit as much as spirit needs from us. Mm-hmm. But when we tend to, you know, get all into our head and believe that, you know, we have power over spirit and needs to obey us like it's our, 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 our I don't know what, then spirit will disconnect from you and spirit will put you on hold until you decide to do what you want to do, until you hit that brick wall, until you lose what you think you had and then spirit you say okay are you done okay now i'm ready for you let's go let's do this yes exactly you know um because i'm a spirit shaman 
you know, the way I'm trained is that when I was young, my family always said that spirit doesn't owe you anything and you don't owe anyone anything. It's not about owing anyone anything. It's about relationship. Yes, it is. So if you want the trees to listen to you, you need to make, you need to become friends with the trees. If you want the water to listen to you, if you want rain to come from the sky, when you call it, you need to build a relationship. Yes. And, you know, and the wind and everything. And the animals. And the animals, everything, you know. Yes, yes, And, um, And that's what spirit shamans do. We spend our childhood connecting with spirit and sharing with them. And like you said, I, I'm so glad that you actually said that because people don't um, know that. And I really want them to learn about that, that some trees, you know, you can't speak to them at a certain time. And, you know, and there's something like, I used to have this oil line called Mistra, where I used to make these shamanic oils and I used to sell them at Whole Foods and different, you know, um, high-end stores around LA and New York and um, Chicago. And, you know, one of the things was is that people always always, you know, be, they were so amazed by my oils because they would bring, you know, love into people's lives and money and all these things. So like, how did you make it? I said, well, it was a lengthy process. That's why it took time for me to get oils out because I had to wait for certain moments. I had to time it out. I can't t- get in touch with this spirit at this time because this is the only time when that gate opens. So I have to wait for that gate to open. I have to do a certain ritual, a certain offering to get into that gate, to get that spirit to hear me, to build a relationship with a spirit, to get it, to give me the power to put inside um, in my, in my, what I'm creating for people in the world. And it took a long time to formulate these, these formulas, you know? And people would say to me, you know, um, well, why don't you just go and do a spell right now? Let's make an oil right now. Like I have friends coming to my house. They're like, like just it's, let's go outside and make one. Let's make an oil, Shaman Durek. Let's make an oil. And like it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I don't know if 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 it if it uh, uh, disturbs you, but it, it it pisses me off actually when people when they know one's power. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, can you tell me something right now? That, that, that does not work like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this does not work like that. We're not a microwave that you just turn on and put a, a timer and say, boom, you know, here it is, it's ready. You know, no, it does, doesn't work like that. You know, spirit may not want to talk to you right now. You may not even be ready to hear what I have to tell you yeah, right know. now. That's what, you know? um, yeah, that is, I just experienced that with a, 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 a female singer who's a big uh big celebrity personality. And when I went to on her set to go see her, the first thing she says to me is, Shaman, you gonna read me now? And I was like, uh, no. I'm like, uh, you can have your assistant contact my assistant and we'll set up a time so we can do this proper. Exactly. I got to set up space. Exactly. You got a makeup artist, a hair person, a this thing, a that thing, all up in the room with us. I'm like, it's not going to happen, baby. It's not going to be like that. I said, let's spend this time, you know, being with each other. Let's enjoy each other. You're going to do your music video. You got your thing you got going on. You know, I got things I got going on. I'm that I don't just going to walk up on you. If I decide I want to do something, I'm going to be the one who decides it. Not because you, because every time someone meets me, they're like, so what do you, so what do you see in me? I see a lot of things. What do what, you want to, you want to go into a whole thing right now? It's like, it's like, it's not. And then I get the Instagram ones where people would just assume that because I'm so open and transparent and open to respond uh-huh. to them, that they'll write me a diatribe on Instagram. 20 like, questions every day. Like, yeah, I get, I have so many DMs and I don't mind answering those DMs because I love the tribe. So I will answer them if they're short, if it's like a short sentence and I have the time and I'm not crazy busy, I will go in and be like, okay, da, 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 da. But I'll get people who will write me a novel. It'll be like, 
Shaman, I've been sick, da, 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 and it'll be like one page, another page, another page, another page, as if I have time, like I'm sitting back. And those are the people, though, sorry to cut you off, those are the people, though, yes, we're willing to give, yes, we're willing to answer questions, but I'm not willing to answer a question to somebody that is unwilling to have reciprocity, mm. you know, and no, I'm not Speak speaking about monies per se, but monies are part of reciprocity, but they need to show gratitude and be able to be willing to be present and give something back in some kind of way mm -hmm. because we're not in a machine slavery has been done D there's just no way you know that you're just going to hit me up and you're going to tell me a whole you know uh, uh, encyclopedia story that i'm supposed to answer you know to your satisfaction and then <laughs> when your issue gets resolved not even get a thank you not even get an acknowledgement not even know actually you get a, a more of you know please let this be private because you know you don't want to be associated you know with uh, sarcastically said black magic so you know no no it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't work like that it yeah it does not it, work yeah, like that exactly and the idea is you could leave a donation exactly like people exactly. people want me to answer their long diatribe questions be like what's your what's your paypal i'll send you a donation exactly I'm not going to put exactly. a price on it. Just be like, I'm going to send you a donation, whatever it is. You, you know? know, where does the gratitude come? At least in my practice, the way my spirits work, because everyone's spirit, your spirituality, you know, we're both shamans from different styles, but we're both shamans. At least in my style of, of shamanism and, and, and spiritual practice, my spirits, you know, I need to like candles to them. I need to buy flowers for them. I need to have certain. So, you know, where's your donation for me to be able to show gratitude to my entities that have just answered your question that helped you out in your business deal, in your marriage? in your health and the things that you need for it. Where's the gratitude? No, it doesn't work like that. Exactly. I used to do those things. I stopped doing them because it was just too much for me. Oh, you, yeah. I, I love what you do. You go all out, like old school. Like the way I used to be old school where I used to set up like a whole thing where people would have a cloth and I had candles and I had flowers and I had offerings and all these different things. And like I'd have like I'd have a leguas, you know, face there with the, with the shells and every, I used to do it all. But I got to a point where I was just like, I'm not, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to focus on the thing and I'm going to move on because I was traveling and like I used to carry it. And one time I was traveling and someone passed You're in it constant along. movement. Constant you know, movement. Yes, I couldn't, yes, I couldn't yes. maintain, but I love everything that you do. And what I love also too, is I, I love the support that you've given me throughout the years, you know, and, um, oh yeah, I wanted to, um, give like a brief, if you feel like it, it's up to you. If you want to give like a brief synopsis of the Orishas or that, where do you, or what Orisha do you think we should be working with right now where we are? Right now, sincerely, frankly, we should be working with Oshun, the goddess of love. Now let's get this straight. New age, my new age friends and beloved ones. <laughs> You know, you're gonna make me fall out of my chair. Let's get out of this whole. You know, people have have uh, created those people that have few knowledge, a little knowledge of what Oshun is. You know, we're not talking about the Oshun, the one that was portrayed by Beyonce when she did Lemonade. I think it's called the the the, the video. You know, when she, when, when she comes out all dressed in yellow and and blah blah blah. We're not talking about you know just the love and you know and my boyfriend and oh my god and is he gonna come back? No no no. We're talking about Oshun, the smallest. Youngest, not the smallest, the youngest, you know, divinity of the Orishas and the divinity that 
um, has to do Goddess of the Rivers, and she's in charge of keeping things flowing, keeping things moving, keeping things in constant movement so there's no stagnation. You know why there's a drought? Do you know why you know the earth is suffering so much? Do you know why is it that we are you know, lacking resources? Because we have failed to be in touch with divine nature. And Oshun is in charge of all that. Oshun's energy, which is Venus, you know, which is also Lakshmi, you know, is the one that's in charge to be able to allow things to flow, mm. to be, you know, in constant movement. She is the divinity of femininity. She is the woman power, if you want to call it like that, you know. Um, she is the uh, Orisha that has to do with, with, with fertility. And again, fertility, not just in the aspect of being able to bear a child and bring it to life, but also, you know, being fertile in ideas, in prosperity, being fertile in health, being fertile in all that's, you know, divine and good for the human being in this in this nature. And the issues that we're going through, we get to see how resources are scarce in different ways, not just monetarily, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just incredible. So I think that we need to get closer to this divinity. You know, there's 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 a, a, a story of Oshun where, according to uh, West African mythology, where, you know, she was being the youngest of the Orishas and she was all about, you know, love and the heart and, and what have you, because she, she's just like that. Her energy is just beautiful. It's just radiant like that. And all the other Orishas, when they were around, because Orishas were also, let's talk about that for, for 10 seconds, Orishas were also humans. They were also, you know, on earth. They also made a lots of mistakes, which is what gives them, you know, the power granted to them by the creator to be able to guide us and tell us when we are wrong about certain things, because they did a lot. They went through a lot. They experienced everything that you can think of. They experienced it already, you know, from rape to, you know, favoritisms to power to all the things that we as humans go through or we just went through that so therefore going back there's a story of Oshun not being appreciated for her power She's the youngest of all the Orishas, you know, and, you know, all the other Orishas and, and, and humanity were like, oh, don't worry about you. She's all, all about the love thing and blah, blah, blah. So what happens, you know, the river starting to dry out. When the river started to dry out and, and, and rain wouldn't fall, animals started to die and vegetation would die and all things started to die. So then when all the Orishas got together to go to, you know, Olofin, Olodum Olodumare, which means God, the creator, you know, they all got together to say, God, what's going, what's, what's going on down here? You know, you, you send us down here to, to do this, to fulfill that, to execute this, and nothing is working. No, where's the water? Where's the water? And, you uh, know, uh, uh, Olofin, Olodum, Obatala, you know, they all looked and, and they were like, where's Oshun in this gathering? Where's Oshun in this meeting? Where, why she's not here? Because Oshun went and sat in the moon, following her nails, like, okay, you, you, you all don't need me? All right, we'll talk about that. And she just went and sat on the, on the moon, you know, and decided to have a lovely time. She retreated up there. She went on her own little retreat. And when uh, uh, Olofin asked, well, so where's Oshun? Everyone said, well, well, well who needs Oshun? You know, she's, she's just about, you know, love and heart and, you know, who, who, who has time for that? We, we need to work. We need to, you know, produce things and make things happen. And Olofin responded by saying, well, guess what? Until you all don't make peace with Oshun, nothing is going to flow. Nothing is going to flow because she dominates. What you're lacking right now, she is the one responsible for it. 
So therefore, they all had to basically, in a nutshell, they all had to, you know, render tribute and apologize and summon her back down to earth because once she departed, you know, once she retreated, everything started missing. So those of us that are going through so much in life, those of you that are, you know, lacking love at home, lacking connection with your significant other, relationships are being broken and being torn. There's a lack of communication with everything around you. There's a lack of respect for the ground that you walk on. There's a lack of respect for nature. There's a lack of respect for everything. You know, all of you that are lacking so much in your life, we need to get close to this divinity, Oshun. If you don't practice Orisha tradition, let's, you know, then this act for the divine energy of love because love moves all, conquers all, overcomes all. And she's the power of love. Mm-hmm. And not just love strictly about, you know, relationship and husband and wife, but love. We were created in love. We were created by the divine with love. Everything is about love. So the one thing that overcomes and wins over anything is love. And we need to be in connection, in direct connection with the power of love. So let's go to the rivers, you know, for those of you that are more into astrology, you know, let's see what role Venus plays in your life, you know, because it plays a big role. And all that's feminine, because at the end of the day, what's really occurring in this world is the lack of respect over the womb that birthed you, the lack Mm. of respect over the womb that gave life to you. And she is the divinity responsible over us being able to come into this world. So when we as men and any human being have lost respect over the womb that birthed us, that is why this world is turning upside down. The moment that we all unite, regardless of what our ethnic background, religiosity, walk of life is, when we all unite and embrace and honor the fact that we have to render tribute to the womb, we have to render tribute to woman, we will be much better off on this earth. Absolutely. The problem is that we as a whole, men and women, men have lost respect. I, re- I write this in, 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 in my uh, uh, a book that I'm going to put out soon. Um, men have lost respect for the womb that birthed him. Mm-hmm. And women has been put against each other. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that has caused so much negativity in all mm. the sense of the word that has caused love to deplete, that has caused connections to die, mm-hmm. that has caused communications to cease, that have caused us to be so far away from one another, we're not coming together. You know, I've never seen a time period in my life where so many women are against each other, you know, and when women are against each other, you're not teaching the boys that are growing right now to respect you. So therefore, a lot, it's not just the fact that father was missing from home, it's also the fact that woman is not teaching her son how to respect woman because that boy is growing up in an environment, listening listening to his mama speak bad about her sister, speak bad, bad about her own mother, speak bad about other women. So therefore, our children are growing up in an environment and in society where they don't even know what it is to have respect over the womb mm-hmm. and birth them. That's right. Which is why I energetically and spiritually and with much conviction say that we need to get closer to the divinity of Oshun so that we can be, you know, closer to that feminine divine energy that's within us. I, I, I dislike, I don't like to use the word, I'm trying to 
divorce the word hate. I dislike when, you know, men do not like to hear me say that we have feminine energy. We have feminine energy. If you don't, last time I checked, we all have estrogen and testosterone. That's right. You know, so therefore, we have become so disconnected from our feminine energy. And this does not mean to be a homosexual or anything like that to each his own. And I embrace everyone. This is just about honoring where you came from. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, my beloved brothers, especially this special is all it's for everyone, but definitely for men. Yes, please listen, man. Because this is we true, true. Come from the very same place that you are dishonoring. We come from the very same place that you are dishonoring with your words, with your actions, with your lack of actions, with your lack of understanding. And women, learn how to embrace one another. Learn how to love one another. Stop criticizing one another. Stop you know, shading your friend and stop envying and being so jealous over the other one. What's meant for, to be for you was already divinely blessed and nothing and no one can take it away from you. So there's no need to be in competition the only true competitiveness that should exist in your life is to be in competition with the old version of yourself. That is the only true competition that should exist. No other. No other. We have to unite and render tribute to the boom that we come from. Mm. Yes. I'm just hold that reverence for a moment. Yes. Yes. And I want to say something, what you just said at the very end, when you're talking about, you know, women, you know, it was already divinely written. And what I, I really want to say this to, to, to the sisters who are listening, that means that if you go in your relationship afraid that your husband's going to cheat on you, or afraid mm-hmm. that some other woman's going to take your husband, mm-hmm. if your husband gets taken, that's not your husband. Was it never yours? Never yours. Because what is divinely written can't be taken. Do you understand? So what is divinely written can't be taken. So you should go into every situation without fear. If it was divinely written, there will be nothing oh, touching yeah. it. Nothing can touch it. You oh, understand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My spirit guy, one of my spirit guys, whose name is Tahose, you know, who, who was uh, uh, in past lives, an Egyptian um, god and a pharaoh. And then he also was a king in, in Africa and then became a Creole slave in Cuba. And then how, that's how he became my spirit. Long story. Um, one of his sayings, one of his words is, what's been blessed in disguise cannot be cursed on earth. Mm-hmm. That's his saying. What's uh, blessed I'm in disguise lit. I am lit cannot up. be cursed on earth. It sure can't. So what's yours, babe, is yours. What's yours, my brother, is yours. Now you have to do your part to own it. You have to play your part and do what needs to be done by you to own it. But the fight was already won. You shouldn't have to fight for something that's already yours. Not, you never have to fight for anything. That's why I understand the whole idea of hustle. You don't have to fight for anything. If you are in alignment, which means that it's divinely written, you are aligned to which is divinely written, you don't have to fight for anything. You don't have to punch down doors. You don't have to kick in walls. You don't have to scream on the top of your lungs because if it's divinely yours, it is in always in flow. And, you know, and speaking of that, because... I feel that, you know, we are really having to be aware of this, all these tumultuous energies that are taking place. It's one of the reasons why I've never gone to Burning Man. Everyone tries to get me to go to Burning Man. But every time I ask my ancestors about Burning Man, they're like, it's a feeding ground for spirits. There's all kinds of different spirits. Do you really want to be a part of that energy? And at this point, no. It doesn't mean I might change my mind because I do have those ways about me where I might change my mind. But at this junction right now, I don't need spirits messing with me 
in, in a place where all of them go because they see all these people in, in, in the physical world going there. So all the spirits in the other dimensions come there. Some are coming from love and some aren't. So the thing is, knowing that that's happening all the time everywhere, right? People need to start, you know, being more in a state of realizing that they do have to um, create things in their life and have things in their life that, cre- that don't allow those things to come in as they build their powers, as they build their understanding of what power means. Um, and you, 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 you um, offer those things, don't you? Yes, yes, definitely. Because we live in, in, in a world nowadays that there's so much, because of humans' experiences fault, there's so much negativity out there on so many different levels and so much competition and so much, you know, who do I have to step on? to get to where I need to be, then it puts everyone in danger and it exposes everyone to energies that they should not be subjected to. So for those things, yes, there's protection and there's, you know, amulets and there's, you know, talismans and there's different things that are prepared specifically for the person to be able to be protected from these things because we need protection energetically, spiritually, and and and, and emotionally as, as well, you know? And no, it's not about, uh, let's do a love spell to manifest love, that love is already there for you. You know, the, you know, the kind of magic spiritual work that can be done is to remove the blocks that are on the way that are preventing you to get to the love that has already been blessed for you in disguise, which cannot be cursed for you. On I earth. wish everyone could see my face right now because I this is like that's why you and I are so close. Literally, exactly. Yep. It's about removing the blocks. No, there is, I personally, I, I, and actually, I'm going to put it out there. There's a lot of people in my spiritual practice that disagree. I have been taught by spirit, by the divine and by God, that, and by my spirit guide, that it's already written for you. So therefore, there is no necessarily, literally, in the literal sense in particular, magic that can be done to find love. No, there's no, there's no magic to get you a boyfriend and a husband or anything like that there <laughs> is divine energy that can help you remove the blocks that are preventing you from connecting with that person that's already been divinely assigned for you exactly so stay away from gypsies that tell you that they have you to spend five thousand dollars on some candle you know too much you know like seriously yeah too much like so, seriously serious cuckoo birds out there just really just playing games exactly so how can how can people get in touch with you well um a couple my instagram is one of them um which is afi maya my first name a f s in frank i m s in mary a y e last name galarraga G-A-L-A-R-R-A-G-A. That is my Instagram, which is under my name, but also my website, which is Divine Message 17, the actual number one seven dot com. Divine Message 17 dot com. Fantastic. And I shall end this with a a a song to Oshun. Because I want us to really um share this energy and again to me as a shun to you might be lakshmi to someone else it's just the energy of, of venus whatever you want to call it love is love love has no color love has no no size it has no shape it's just an energy that's all over the world that because of there are our inconsistencies we've become so distant from but it's time to call it back it's time to call 
love back into the homes. It's time to call love back into your heart. It's time to call love back into your relationship. It's time to call love back into your relationship with your mom and your son and your daughter and your brother and your sister. It's time to call love back with the relationship with your neighbor. It's time to call love back into all paths of your life because that's the only thing that's going to save us from the negativity that we live so consistently into this world. And I want to share with you this beautiful song uh, dedicated to the energy of Oshun, the goddess of femininity, the goddess of love, the goddess of, of, of prosperity as well, the goddess of rivers, so that everything that's in your life right now can continue to flow forward. If you may, and if you allow yourself, I want you to close your eyes for just a minute. And it's okay if you have a busy brine and a busy brain. You know, some of us have very busy mind and we don't know how to shut down, you know, the voices in our head, which in reality, you don't have to. We don't have to shut down the voices in our head because mm -hmm. once we shut down all the voices in our head, it means that our brain is not functioning. And when our brain is not functioning, it means that we're dead. So therefore, it's okay to listen to all that's going through your mind right now, but make sure that you focus on what you most need in your life. Let that be your focal point. Do you need love? Do you need health? Do you need stability? Do you need growth? Do you need protection from your past? Do you need to the power that will help you face your truth? Whatever it is that you need in your life at this moment, take five seconds to just close your eyes and ask the divine energy of Oshon or X. God, the creator, or ask the creator that you vibe with and connect with and, and is your source of life to give you that strength that you need to be able to confront your truth and take off those old goggles off and get rid of the old system under which you're working on so that you can walk forward in life. Because as Bashun, as the goddess of rivers, guess what? The river only flows forward. It doesn't go backward. Not like the ocean, it goes in and it goes out. But the river always has one direction. And the only direction that I want in your life right now is the direction of being able to move forward. And in order for you to move forward, I want you to ask for you to be released from anything that's holding you down, from anything that's pressing you, from anything that's interfering with your ability to grow and prosper in any and all avenues of your life. So as I say this, I want to share with you this particular song. Hey, yeah, 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 oh, I did Hey, yeah, 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 oh, I did Arinyale o wosi, ye ye o dore fa. Hari wonyo, adideun. Arinyale o wosi. La deko yu ye 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 o. Oka ngilewe. Hey, 
Arinyale yo Ye ye bio bio Ye ye bio bio Ye ye tani ma pa ibole kweo Arubo e ye 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 o Ye ye tani ma pa ibole kweo Arubo ye ye la deko yu ye 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 o Ye ye tani ma pa ibole kweo Ojo uro gwene, gwene gwene ojo uro, alade olo yuro. Ojo uro gwene, gwene gwene ojo uro, eye ye kuje, egwe mile, ye ye wako wa, egwe mile. Basically, let it rain again. Let it rain again. Let it rain again. Let it rain again. Because water, the energy of water is what gives life. It's a source of life, water. We all come from water. Our bodies have composed of mostly water. In order for us to come into this world, water had to break. We all come from water and we need rain. We need rain. We need the skies to rain love. We need the skies to rain happiness. We need the skies to rain prosperity. We need the skies to rain all that has already been divinely assigned for us. Because I, as you yourself should, we don't want anything. That's not meant to be for us. But what's meant to be for us, we deserve it, we want it, and we need it. Let it be so. It's been divinely blessed. Spirit says so. God says so. Oshun says so. And so it is. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Ashe. Thank you so much for being here with us today, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love you so much. I love you too. That's why you're like my you're like my spiritual son. So you know, you know this much love, earthly love, mm-hmm. pure, authentic, transparent love. Yes, I know. I, I feel it. We're united. I know it. And our powers are so strong that, regardless of how much negativity tries to interfere. Look what Earth has done. It has united us. Mm -hmm. And we will continue to be united. Always. Because, like my spirit guide says, what's been blessed in disguise cannot be cursed on Earth. Cannot be cursed on Earth. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Modupue. Modupue. I love it. So I just want to say, beautiful tribal members, today's share was so powerful. And I know that all of you have have really taken all the knowledge and wisdom and information and taking it deep into your being. And it is creating new pathways, new eyes, new ears, new hands in which to touch, new words in which to speak, new ways in which to think. And I see that. 
And I know that and I proclaim that as truth onto you right now. And I love you so much and I'm so grateful. And if you haven't left already a review, go to iTunes. If you don't have iTunes, sign up for it. Leave a review so let people know what your thoughts are, what you feel about Ancient Wisdom Today's share. And also, you can check me out at Shaman Durek um, on Instagram. You can also go to shamandurek.com, sign up on the newsletter if you want to learn, you know, what, you know, different things. Please check out my brother. Check him out. Go and get involved in what he's doing. Go set up a session with him. It is about us coming together and just bringing that unified love that sound, that vibration, that energy elocution into all there is and that it reverberates back to us into every single person who is in pain, who is sad, who is angry, who does have goggles on, who cannot see, who has been blind, who is afraid of themselves and the reflection of the light that stands before them. So I thank you all so much. And until next year, I'll see you later. I love you.